the black rocks in revolution. Samurai punk feminist solution. White noise, your audio pollution. This is not a test. Calling all your slaves to the ground. Coming out your grace for the mind. Had eyes, but still you are blind. This is not a test. Hey, welcome to the Popman uh, Report. Uh, this episode, you're going to meet uh, Rachel Hart. Yep. Uh, and uh you know this is a person that uh that that made a lot of right decisions uh uh she's very deep and she's got a lot of heart uh, if you yeah. will no no pun intended yeah uh but i mean she, she you know a lot of people uh, uh who are who are moved and and turn and uh gifted with music uh will sometimes forsake uh uh parts of their lives family for instance uh to make to 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 experience or to journey in music some people will forsake their journey in music to raise family uh and then both are very important uh but uh you'll find that rachel in this episode uh articulates very well how she found a sustainable way to put reprioritize and prioritize family music community i mean she she and she's got the feedback she's She's, uh, you know, the town crier for her local little community. Uh, she's found a way to uh, to build family with her own family and with other musicians. I, I, I find I found uh, this to be a very delightful conversation. One of our again, one of our uh, better uh, episodes uh, with, you know, uh, journeying with somebody uh, in their in their uh, their uh, gift of music. How about you, Brad? Yeah, so let's thank you, Alan. Let's get into it, Rachel Hart. Thank you. Uh, What's your name? Uh, Alan. Hi, Alan. I'm, uh, I'm uh, Alan Waugh. I'm the uh, co-host of the uh, Pop Minority uh, Pop Minority Report with Bradsky B here. But uh, yeah, welcome aboard. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, um, uh, so where's uh, when do you start? You know, when did you start recognizing music as a uh, something that you know was part of your life? Was it early on, or is it something later? Well, to be honest, I was a very musical child. Um, I had a very special music teacher in Earl Kitchener in Hamilton, and um, so it, it was very clear to me. You know, music was just so part of me; I could feel it in my body and. And just seemed to really kind of open up and, um, uh, you know, feel very at home with that kind of an expression. Just so that's my that's my earliest. And then, um, so how early would that be? Like five or? Yeah, like right away. Like as soon as they, and I was lucky because I was just before the wave of when they kind of uh, took art and music out of um, the school system. So I, I'm, I'm a Generation X. And uh, I was very lucky to receive uh, probably four classes a week of music and art. Um, I think one side of the year would have been, you know, music and the other side, maybe art. I can't remember exactly how it went, but, but uh, I feel really fortunate that that, that happened to me because I was, um, I was a, the, the kind of child that needed that, um, a kind of expression that would just you know that wouldn't just be you know with your eyes or your you know it's it's kind of a fully embodied expression i think with music so and the and the experience yeah yeah exactly and the connection also you know like i think um 
everybody can, you know, think of a time when, you know, you kind of rose your voices with a group of people and you have this feeling where you're, it's just, it's bigger than the sum of your parts in a sense. So, um, you know, those were really, those are very, very vivid memories for me. Um, but I mean, like, again, like that small child. And then, I mean, it, it did continue. And uh, it's just been one of my best friends. So is it something that, um, so like, let's, let's, let's move to now. What kind of stuff are you doing in music? Is it more like, um, are you just doing covers or are you doing like, uh, what kind of stuff do you gravitate to that you're doing now? I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I do originally original music predominantly. Um, so my shows are, you know, mainly original. And then of course, you know, some beloved, um, cover songs that are very complimentary to the type of music that I'm performing right now with my band. Um, but I've written in, in a lot of different styles. So the band I'm in right now is, is called super deluxe. Um, I've got some, my bass player and my drummer are from Hamilton and actually they're a married couple. So that's kind of cool. And then my guitar player is from the black Heath Hills of uh, Caledonia. So that's Haldemand. So we have this like, yeah. And then myself. And then, so my bass player and my guitar player are also songwriters. So at least a couple times a set, each one of them might sing a song as well that they've written. So okay. it's kind of uh, important to me. Um, that's, you know, covers you can sing all night long. Sure. You know, but to, to find an opportunity to, to sing your original stuff is pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, and super deluxe. That sounds like a, a, a Fender amp. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of came to mind with this super deluxe, uh, like an yeah. old Fender style, like a two speaker, yeah. Yeah. something like that. But, uh, so the, uh, the style uh, of music, well, it's funny you say that because the style of music is very much uh, like alternative country, rockabilly, uh, vintage inspired type stuff. So when you come, you know, to one of our shows, you might feel like uh, dancing. <laughs> you know, hooping and hollering. We do a little bit of howling like wolves. Um, you know, we just, we jam quite a bit, um, you know, lengthen some parts of our songs to just sort of enjoy one another and the collaboration between us. And um, yeah, like it's a, it's a really fun, it's a fun band. So um, yeah, you know, that's my performing band. I'm just sorry to interrupt. You know what your energy reminds me of is uh, early Katie Lang. Oh, yeah? Are you into Katie Lang? Well, who is it? She was like, in her, I got to work with her when, it, when she was like the cowpunk years. And it was, oh, cool. It was, uh, it was really a mixture of a lot of, definitely not who she is now, but uh, that kind of kind of free-spirited energy with ideas. Is that sort yeah. of who you are? Um. Yeah, well, ideas are a dime a dozen, but I'm the type of personality I really enjoy, um, like I said, collaborating, and I enjoy projects. I'm very active in my community. Um, you know, I've done a lot of wor uh, work for uh, Art Community Foundation, um, youth, 
uh, built a lot of educational opportunities, uh, done a lot of teaching. And oh, yeah, um, teaching I, uh, with music or teaching as a teacher? Teaching, um, teaching music at different types, you know, um, and providing opportunity, all kinds of educational opportunities. I'm an artist as well. So, you know, it's just sort of been the, um, my passion. I've been able to, I mean, I, of course I have a day job and I, I have a wonderful job, but, um, you know, I'm able to pursue my passions in art and music as well and be very connected to my community. So, um, you know, and I have, I have some passionate views about, you know, all sorts of things, you know, maybe political things or whatever. You kind of embed them into your art and music. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, you know, with, with that kind of stuff, like that social conscious and awareness stuff, you know, I really do believe that grassroots is the way, like in, in terms of like, you know, making any kind of impact for change or affecting change in any way. Really, sure, you can go to the mountain top and you can, you know, scream it out loud, but or you know, you can engage with your community and then that just kind of goes out, you know, and they they bring it forward. And I've had some wonderful experiences with some of my students um going off into, you know, finally growing up, going to university, becoming educators, coming back to their um area, and you know, like it's that's that's the stuff like that's the stuff you know sure performing okay great you know recording sure I mean these those kinds of opportunities are rare and and stuff but really for me it's like um it's being engaged in a grassroots a grassroots level I think so yeah. I mean yeah. I think I think that that's that that's uh, probably uh, just as rewarding uh, as trying to pursue. I mean, not everyone's going to make the number one hit. So, uh, but I mean, if you're really engaged with your community, then obviously that's what the true that's what a true musician, singer songwriter really is, a town crier, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, you're picking up the vibe of the community. You're writing. You're interpreting. Uh, you're connecting. You're you're feeding. You're you're feeding off them. They're feeding off you, and uh, that's and then you when you get that uh, reciprocal, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, connection. Basically, it's rewarding, right? And it's it your truly stuff. Is. Yeah. It truly is. It's a very sustainable reward, like in the sense that, that that's I, better. That's better. Yeah, a sustainable yeah. reward. That's it's better. It's a very sustainable reward. So. And and, and you know, okay, never heard that. That's yeah. a new one. Yeah, yeah that's, good. So, that's a good one. You know, I mean, who 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 doesn't want to you know perform all the time and maybe go on you know tours and chart on the charts? Like, of course, we all want that, you know. Um, but the reality is, you know, we have families and we you know we have all kinds of. Uh, I do. I can talk. For, speak for myself, but I mean, you know, if if you're taught value um, in life. You know, once you become a family person, I mean, my top value was always family, to be honest. Right. And, and, and stuff. So and then, you know, a top value, of course, you know, pursuit of creativity and, and you know, those kinds of things. But um, for me, it's unquestionable that my family always came first. And, um, you know, it's just you just uh, you're just living life. You just uh, just walking that road and, you know, you hope for those wonderful opportunities to perform with your pals and and uh you know be backstage and meet all kinds of folks and 
like you say, you know, turn a lot of that stuff into more writing and more collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a lot of people that value family and so they just give up. So you, you actually uh, found a way to prioritize and still include everything. So, you know, good for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a challenge, but it's, um, it's worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I had some cool things happen and great, great people to work with and, and, uh, you know, opportunities. Like I, I've been the artistic director for a festival a couple of different times and, um, you know, curating music is super awesome because I mean, I, I, yes, I'm a writer and musician and, and stuff like that, but I'm also a real music lover. I love going to live music. I love pursuing, um, you know, listening to other artists and, uh, and writers and, just getting on that vibe like you know so to be able to curate is pretty mm. it's almost better <laughs> in yeah. some ways you know like it's really cool so um, good for you for for prioritizing and, and and you're being rewarded for for uh for you know balancing it all out not a lot of people can do all that i mean some people forsake family for the creativity and for the music some people forsake music for the family, but I mean, it seems like you found a way to do it all. So, uh, and yes, it's, it's not easy. It wouldn't be easy, but, uh, you know, but rewarding. So good for you. Nothing worthwhile is easy. No, it's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think, I think what I'm getting is that you can, um, do do activism through music is I think what you're trying to say. It has a a way of carrying it through, and so this is what I'm gathering, Alan and Rachel, and the edu educational opportunities. I, I'm sort of grasping is that you're doing something in music and education and, and allowing people to or younger people to express their views uh, through music. That's right. Well, she's 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 facilitating the experience that so she was a she was able to experience it before it was taken away from the schools, uh, and and so she's just very paying you know she's paying back she's 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 curating, she's participating she's a singer songwriter, but she's not just a singer songwriter she's doing it for the love of music, and again engaging the community. So I I think she's multitasking to be honest, and she's a true community uh, engager, facilitator, curator, and uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. And, and the value for family is also number one with me, too. So, I mean, music, balancing it all out and then being rewarded for it, uh, you know, good good for you. Good for you. Thank you. It's pretty cool. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of people that are able to pull that off, so, um, you know, congratulations and, th and and uh, thank you. I'm sure thank your you. community, sir. Your your community thanks you. So. They, they, well, like you say, those intrinsic opportunities that come forward. But uh, you know, like the 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 other very personal side of of music yeah. for me is, you know, and it and it, it's it saved my life. It has wow. saved my life many times. Wow. And 
in, you know, not to get into the dark side, you know, but we, we were all sort of, um, responding to, you know, all sorts of, you know, things that, that go, that happen in our lives and, and so on. And, and if you can be so lucky to have a creative outlet, um, you know, to help maintain your well-being, help to um, strengthen your vitality. You know, I, I think that, like, hands down, plain language, music has saved my life many times. Picked me up off the floor, kept me company, um, you know, soothed, soothed me, uh, healed me. So, you know, and then you, and then you, you, you get, you build yourself up and then, and then, and then maybe, you know, pieces on the floor again, but there it is. There it is. You know, there's that little Ray mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's been, it's been really, I'm so glad that I've had that as part of my life. You know, I feel like, um, you know, well, especially right this, I mean, everybody's sort of gone through a whole bunch of stuff in the last few years, so many changes and so many, um, I mean, it's important to talk about these things, you know, like mm -hmm. people's uh, well-being is, is, is definitely, it can be very fragile. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that, uh, uh, Rachel, you're talking about when you're pulling, uh, on the arts and the arts and um not only do they pull the arts they're pulling the arts out of school but they're also pulling the, pulling athletics out of the school at the same time and um i thought when i when i saw that happening what well, was happening around my generation i think uh i was born in 67 so is that around the same time for you I was born uh, uh, like a decade later. Right, so they, they the uh, I think the problem with doing that is that there's 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 no point in going to school anymore because you, you uh, what's the point if you pull the yeah. arts and athletics out of a school? Uh, what's the point of going to school, right? Like yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> you might as well just stay home and uh, you know learn at home some books or something right right and uh i just uh, i just uh i just found it strange you know that, that you would pull something so important out of a curriculum and sort of that that makes that students you know that makes you know, students like you you know uh an upper hand and in being involved in life you know what i mean you know what yeah. I'm saying, Alan and Rachel? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if 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 our destiny is to just eat bugs and be happy and own nothing and be happy, then I guess we don't need edu we don't need uh, phys, phys ed and music because <laughs> we won't have any strength. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I I don't I don't know what what they're thinking, but uh, you know. Uh, well, it's it's. <laughs> To be honest, I hear what you're saying, Brad. It's like it was so it would be soul crushing. Yeah. But because yeah. because the model for school has become um 
not geared to the, especially not geared to the neurodivergent, which I would consider myself to be a part of the group of a neurodivergence. What's neurodivergent? So, Can someone just explain that to so our audience knows? So, sort of not of just, you know, not a, a particular way of thinking like that is that you could say typical oh, okay. school, typical school um, is, is celebrating things like competitive model, um, you know, math, sciences like i love math sciences i i do happen to really excel at those and really love them um but i just mean the artist nurturing the artistic inventive um you know it do, it's kind of moved away from that thinking that but but really there's st many studies that that support art music and a diversification in education actually being more strengthening for intelligence in general so um yeah i think we kind of we, you know the, the school system kind of went in a way that increased anxiety and increased um you know which actually makes learning go down you know like it's it's a very competitive not everybody excels in a competitive environment you know which is i could argue i don't necessarily wouldn't consider myself that's not one of my strengths is competitive is, is excelling in what I think to be a competitive um you know music can be very competitive um forum right you know it can be right it's a it can be very competitive in the business in the music business so you know excelling in music and, and all that stuff sure excel excelling in the music business different <laughs> You know, so I kind of jumped around a little bit there, but I did kind of um, hopefully connect it at the end. Well, you know, it's good. so I mean, there was different flavors. So not everyone likes the same thing, but everybody gets touched by a little bit of everything. So so some people like the collaborative, some people like the competitive and but you get both. And then, uh, you know, you get the you get the physical and the mental. Um, and uh, and I think that helps the spiritual. So um you know but i mean we're missing we're missing pieces now of that experiential uh development so uh i remember i i re i still remember uh, you, you know what a euphonium is like a three the three it's like a trumpet but it's longer tube so it's it's uh, it's a, like a baritone yeah uh, wind so anyway that's what i got stuck playing in music class but i was playing pop songs on it like i i was playing sugar sugar by the archies uh, like I was always trying to learn how to play these pop songs, even though I didn't have a guitar or anything. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fun though. Yeah, so you play it by ear. Yeah, I play by ear. Yeah, I, I was playing Evergreen. I remember in grade eight, I played Evergreen on the baritone because that's the instrument they gave me. So it's like, okay, if that's my instrument, I'm gonna play what I want to play. I don't know why. I think I saw the movie Star Is Born at the time or something. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, uh, I always wanted to express or play music, and I play by ear. And uh, I didn't discipline myself. I I, I should have, but I I just I just played by ear, and I threw the music away. And uh, it's funny, you know, when you jam, when you jam with people, and and when you take the sheet music away and they can't play, it's like, what's your problem? Well, let, let's jam. Like yeah. Know. Yeah. But then feel again, it. Somebody, somebody sticks you know like stick to the music no I, I i stick to i i feel i feel it and uh you know anyways but but i like there's no right or wrong you know no there's not i i would think that you know going back to the word neuro neurodivergence i think that like you were saying feeling 
you know, that that's part of an, a, neuro, a neurodivergent person. I would think like they need uh, multi um, it, experiences. So, uh, you know, feeling yeah. it. So, you know, rhythm, using your body, you know. Oh, that, yeah. Your, so that's your, like that's that's where music comes in because you're doing all of them at once. Yeah. So and, and oh, I like, yeah, rhythm. Okay. you know, the rhythm it's, it's very, it's very calming and soothing for me. And it can, and it can actually help my focus. Whereas other folks that might be very, um, annoying, but for me to keep that, you know, um, hyper focus, the rhythm is very helpful. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think a lot of neurodivergent version people go into the, the arts and, um, hopefully they do right. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, they find something like that. Right. So that sounds but like, yeah, yeah the, sort of the physical, the music, the, all that stuff sort of combines with you to, uh, you know, get over issues in your life and, and continue on. And, and, and it, it stimulates things in you that you don't know you have, right? Like the, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. experiencing and you're being stimulated. It's like, oh, I didn't know I liked that. Uh, or, you know what? Oh, oh, I really like that. Uh, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that so much, but I guess I'll have to do that too, you know, um, you know, but that's life, right? It's so, a very uh, emotional experience. And it's so funny because don't you find like some, like when you're, you're trying to describe an emotion, it's so hard, right? But if you're experiencing something like music together, you're all like, you're saying jamming and yeah. you're responding because you're, you're getting an emotional response from yeah. somebody, you know, from what somebody's offering. Yeah. And you, you can respond emotionally and you don't have to talk about it. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. No, I, I've been, I've been in a band off and on for this for 40 something years. And, and, and being in a band is, is just as intimate as being in a marriage. So uh, you have fights, you, you, but, but when you're jamming and you just, I mean, some of our best sessions are, were never recorded. We never wrote a finished a song. But I mean, they were magical. They were like, "Wow, did we just yeah. do that?" And, and then you can't you can't recapture it, and that's no. okay. No, yeah, I, I I love that. I love that. I have another band. Uh, my band's. I have another band called Sonic Salon, and we're <laughs> a basement. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a basement band, which means we are probably never coming out of the basement. <laughs> right, garage rock. <laughs> yeah, we're we're basically stream of consciousness, you know, without sounding like way out there, way fire out there. But yeah, you know, yeah. we got a bunch of pedals that we might be exploring, um, and just different sounds and stuff. And you would not believe the stuff that happens. Like we sometimes after the. I would. You know, yeah. 10 minute song you know, yeah we look at each other and go where were we like we just went on a major trip <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, that's happened many times in the past and and uh yeah I'll never forget that part hey, so, but, uh, uh, yeah and that that's uh, that's something that you you can't force or it it, it just happens and so yeah yeah so it's just uh, yeah i know but i don't know go ahead sorry what's that Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, you know, maybe a child of, you know, my folks who were from the 60s, like, <laughs> you know, teenagers, whatever. It's like that psychedelic experience, <laughs> you know, that fully embodied experience. You know, we definitely, as as uh, musicians, like, we go for that. Uh, yeah. Alan, just so you know, I, I got in touch through Rachel, through Leanne. Uh, remember Leanne? Uh, Arnell? Yeah. 
Yeah. She did, she did yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff with the theater and her uh, yeah. her energy about connecting music and art and marketing and she's always at a at a really high level, right? Yeah. She's always, you know, she does a uh, she works with the farmers that from West Indies in the. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I, I've been following Lee. Yeah, I've been following. So it doesn't surprise me that you guys connected because uh, Leanne works at that level, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and it, it never never ends for her. It's just ongoing all the time. And it was, I that's just thought, right. right. I just thought I'd Well, I think that's it. like probably why we connected Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> easily and just the conversations just flowed and the concepts were just very you know like it was it was really wonderful to talk to her and and you, you kind of felt like we just always were friends that's Leanne, so, yeah. yeah with leanne so yeah that's cool okay um hmm. we're past the 10 minute we got about eight minutes left is there uh rachel is there anything you wanted to touch base on a story or anything like that you want to share um uh, there's okay well let's talk about youth for a second because I, I i just finished writing this song oh great uh, it was it was it's such a good feeling to be able to finish the song um but the original um inspiration started kind of i'd say like maybe a year or two before covid and my youngest son mm -hmm. um was probably like 16, something like that. Anyway, so we're driving in the car and he just, all of a sudden he's looking out the window and he's kind of far away and he's looking at my, and he, and he goes, mom, do you ever get the feeling like, I don't know, like I got this really weird feeling like, like the world is ending or something. Like, is that weird? Is that? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, and I just kind of banked that in my mind. You know, it's really cool when your kids like, kind of um share something with you especially in their teenagehood and especially young men because they don't often do that with they don't often do that they'll do that with their friends and everything but like you know with their mom maybe not yeah, yeah. so anyways i kind of kept that in my mind and in my heart and uh and stuff and then you know all of this like i we've all moved through all sorts of changes and over the last few years with all the you know challenges that we had and so on so and he works full time now. He's an arborist. And um, so he's working out there. He's, they're all, you know, all my boys are out doing their thing. Anyway, so we're talking one night, chatting, and he's got his brothers there and his cousins and they're, they're chatting. And you can kind of like, you could hear, I just, it's so interesting. Like what, how are they processing what's going on right now? Like, that's what I'm interested in. Like, I'm, I'm like, what's happening, right? Like, how are they taking in everything that's going on? And so, um, and he's like, you know, mom, I don't understand. Like I, I, I work from sun up till sundown and I just don't know, like, I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't, I don't spend too much and how am I ever going to buy a house? And, you know, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it, it's just, it has this urgency that it was like, you know, so anyways, getting back to the song, I was able to, to have that, that struck an idea for a song for me. And, yeah. um, 
I was able to like express it and, and sort of, it starts kind of through the eyes of a young man and, you know, kind of expressing, you know, what it's like being in this world. And, and then, um, and then it goes to, it flips over in this next half of the song to like the female's perspective of that age category too. You know what I mean? So like the underlying, you know, divine male and divine female, like anyways. So these are the things that are in the, in the uh, hearts and minds of artists and musicians, you know, it's, it's like this song, I'm just still sort of like swimming in this, in the inspiration of this song and just, and feeling like, wow, like it was cool that I was able to get that out and really express something that I've been knocking around too. you know, like I want my boys to go out there and, you know, at least come up the way I did, you know, with a family, if that's what they want. And, and you just, you just sort of wonder like how the, how the world has changed so much and so much yeah. more coming down the pipe, you know, and, um, and yeah, what's going to happen there. So, you know, if you're yeah. still, still sort of thinking in that romantic way of like, you know, having a family and building a life and, you know, finding your community and a place to belong and, you know, it's just, uh, it's the worldly view as well, getting it in there because that is, that is on their minds. So yep. yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. I just had the same conversations probably the last couple of years with my boys and they're 30 and 33 ish. And, uh, but they got to tour North America five times and do three albums, which I did. I never got. But at the same time, they don't have, they're always wondering, are we going to be able to buy a house? Are we going to start a family? They're in their 30s, right? So, and they're, yeah. they're not married. They've, I mean, they've seen people and stuff, but they've never, they've never, uh, so they're anxious about that stuff and that stuff matters to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, the, the concept of the pilgrim and the homesteader, you know, like we all kind of have those archetypes living within us, you know, the pilgrim right. who's all seeking and, and, um, you know, going on adventures and, 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 you know, flexing your muscles and building your tools or your, you know, and then, but the homesteader as well, where, where you can, you know, bring it all home and, and, um, yep, set up shop, set up shop and, nurture you know a place where that's that's very nurturing and um to be able to like build the vitality to then go out again as the pilgrim you know so yeah i mean yeah. It's, it's it's within us it's part of our our nature and um yeah. yeah it's it's become particularly challenging not that historically it hasn't already been challenging in so many other ways but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah no it's definitely a concern on a lot of our our, our kids these days yeah. So that's why any kind of music, any style of music, I believe can be folk music. Cause I, I feel like, you know, when you're telling those stories, um, you know, that's where it can be folk, you know, mm-hmm. it can be a style of whatever you want. Rockabilly blues doesn't matter to me. Like I love playing all that stuff. I'll play boogie all night long. Let's do it. But you know, the folk spirit will come through because, you know, those are the inspirations, you know, I, I have a cover song suggestion for you that I think would fit your band. I just have a feeling uh, okay. because you can get you get the other guys involved too. Uh, okay. Bob Dylan tune called uh, "Everything's Broken." Okay. 
it's it's a fun rockabilly it's a rockabilly song it's just a rock and roll three chord song but it's the words are cute you know it's everything's broken okay so it's a funny way just to laugh at life and uh but that's a cover song i think you guys would do fantastic yeah all right we'll give it a try I, and again covers are only complimentary to what you already do so yeah. true I do sing one of his songs. I kind of changed it a little, a little bit. It was when the ship comes in, and I think it's cool because I started doing it maybe level, like about five years ago. But the the words in that song are so crazy for what like what came down, like what ended up happening, and it was just like, oh my god, he's so cool, Bob Dylan, you know? Yeah, well, no, that's a song. It's a tongue in cheek song. Cheryl Crow yeah. did it somebody, somebody else. I, I can't. A few people did. But I just see you guys doing that one. I don't know why, but you got that same, you know, yeah. uh, heartfelt but tongue-in-cheek as well. So, yeah, yeah. Right anyway, that's, that's my contribution to Super to super Deluxe. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> are, are you saying that that – are you saying that you do do a Dylan song? Is that what you're saying? I'm just song? suggesting. I just – I can see him doing the song. I, I was thinking about it, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great cover too. Okay, well, I'll give it a try. But Brad, yeah, I do a couple songs. I do um, When the Ship Comes In, and I do Rainy Day Women. Because who, who doesn't want to do that? Well, if Rachel does that, then me and Alan are going to do our version of the Three Stooges. Because we used to... We, <laughs> we used to use, when we started this podcast in 2010, we, we would have... Uh, we'd have we would try to do Three Stooges skits in the middle of, <laughs> middle of the, <laughs> of the, uh, of the podcast. And... Uh, We've toned it down a lot since then, but yeah. Ed, uh, we, lo we, we lost our timing, Jerry. Thank you, Rachel, and that was a great episode. Uh, yeah, yes, Rachel great talking one. about art and music and kids, and I mean, she just covered the whole gamut in terms of her life and in her community. And uh, this, I'm going back in the vault a bit. When me and Alan started this podcast back in the, the 1920s, anyway. <laughs> uh we used to try we used to someday we'll, I, I did i found some of the episodes we'll we'll, we'll release them slowly but me and alan had this thing where we try to do the three stooges and we try to interject <laughs> our podcast with the three stooges uh uh skits anyway uh anyway so <laughs> maybe we'll get into that later but uh yeah all right hello. thank you Rachel. what's that hello 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 hello, hello. hello. Sorry. 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 Anyway, so thank you, Rachel, and we're on to the next one.